Ooh. Welcome to Europhile. I'm Catherine Rory. And I'm Kate Walker. Hey, Kate. <laughs> Hi. What's um, up? What's up with you, Kat? I think you have a little something new this week, no? Just a little thing. I uh-huh. live in Los Angeles hey. with you <laughs> and you're in the Woo! other room and we can figure out how to record together. So we're doing how we always have done. I know. I love that we live together now and can't figure out how to record in the same room. So here we are in our separate rooms. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, obviously it's been a great week. Mm -hmm. I love you for showing me around all the fun things. Literally my first time in Los Angeles, everyone. So it sucks because it's COVID like COVID still yeah. and you can't we can't do like everything and it's yeah. been raining so like yes. that sucks too I always used I to make fun of Kate for saying oh it's cold I'm like oh it's 55 degrees where you are shut up and she's right it it is cold because <laughs> thank you like houses aren't insulated mm-hmm. I can feel a breeze from the window I can feel a breeze from the door like it's just you're exposed you're more exposed here Mm-hmm. But it's great. Whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. better that than winter. So I'm here for it. Hell yeah. How are you doing? No snow, snow, really. I'm good. I mean, we <laughs> made what we went to. I took you to Roma Market <gasps> yes. last night. Yes. Last I'm going to have my sandwich yesterday. later. Mm-hmm. And we got stuff to make orange pasta. We, made, we had a little fun Magic. night last night. We really did. We had some Aperols, <laughs> danced around. Yes. I don't know. It was great. It was great. <laughs> uh-huh. So fun. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, now, now everyone, uh, Kate and I are just going to become even more of one person than I know. we already are. I know. So, I know. like, are we going to have recommend? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we really fuel each other's fire. I know. And it's. I know. Look out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. We're we were talking about the recommendations. We're like, how are we going to? say anything yeah because we're gonna like watch the same things (laughs) right and like you'll be there when I recommend that or like if I'm reading a book or you're reading a book yes yeah you'll know about it I don't know (laughs) yeah it'll be new to everyone else (laughs) I know whatever well do you mind if I oh wait 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 I made a note Uh first so we could talk quickly about Megan and Harry oh my god Okay. And how amazing that interview was and how brave okay. she is. You know, I mean, yeah. I assume everyone has seen it by now. Yeah, if definitely. People, if you haven't watched yet, take the time. Yeah. It was just so good. She's incredible. I know. It's not like I don't like Megan, really. Mm-hmm. But I think she's almost like so good and so nice. She's like that girlfriend who you're like comparing your life to and you're like, damn. I really haven't done shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, true. she's just like so nice, like yeah, and genuine humanitarian work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what an asset she could have been to that family. Yeah. It's really yeah. upsetting. It is. And like, why would you lie? Like, and people are saying, like, you knew what you would get into. It's like, I don't think you really ever know. Yeah. And especially not getting support like right. that. You could imagine it would be hard, a, a weird adjustment, you know, but you would have people there to help you. Yeah. 
Like how she yeah. said she had to teach herself the national anthem. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Even something as simple as that, no one thought to sit you no down. No princess lessons. Yeah. No, no princess lessons. You know, they did that in Princess Diaries. Yes. You couldn't do that for Megan. <laughs> yeah. You know? Absurd. Also, like, wouldn't you be very concerned about your image? So just like, right. it's just in everyone's best interest to yes. do that. And like have security like, so no one down. gets killed. Yeah. Your grandson, not even protection for him or your great grandson. I know. It's really, it's really upsetting. Racism. Blatant. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah. had mm-hmm. to talk about that. I know. It's like, what can we say that's like new? No. Yeah. And like, I this mean, is coming later. Everyone listening yeah. feels the same as we do yeah. too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Should I dive in now? Please, yes. So we are going to Germany, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a little fun. Oh, talk. A little, you know, <laughs> history, a little silliness. We're going to talk about Grimm's fairy tales. Oh, my God, fun. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good. Yay. A bit about the brothers, and then a bit about, like, the non-Disney version of the stories. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're just fun. You know what? I have read them. Oh, you have? And as an adult. I think I was like 25. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you probably are I more- was like, these are- Well, worse than I am. Dark. <laughs> yeah, they are. And of course, I only like focused on a couple at the end, but I was like, I could go forever about the, these oh, stories sure. and like yeah, tell yeah. these stories yeah. forever There's and ever. There's so many. So yeah. many. Hundreds. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about these little brothers. <laughs> Jakob Ludwig Karl Grimm and Wilhelm Karl Grimm, which now I'm Excellent. realizing two Karls, Jakob's middle name starts with a K, Wilhelm starts with a C. <laughs> Isn't oh. that weird? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Wilhelm is a year younger than Jakob, born okay. in 85 and then 86. Okay. They are German academics, philologists, which means the study of texts and oral and written records. Oh, okay. Cultural researchers, lexographers, lexicographers, (laughs) (laughs) or people who compile dictionaries, Uh and authors. Perfect. Perfect storm. Yes. They collected and published folklore in the 1800s. And the tales were popular before that but like they were kind of dying out sure like oral history right yeah they yeah. hit their peak a century before i'll explain why but they like got into this and they were like we need to collect these things and mm-hmm. write them down mm-hmm. so obviously these tales we all know them especially once disney gets a hold of them we have cinderella Mm-hmm. Frog Prince, Hansel and Gretel, Rapunzel, mm-hmm. Rumpelstiltskin. I love a Disney-fied ending. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. It. Yes. <laughs> Prefer it. Preferred, yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. I don't want anything else. And their classic collection, which you probably read, is Children's and Household Tales, which was published in several volumes, the first being in 1812. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So they have been like in and out of poverty basically their entire lives. Okay. So they were born in Hanau, Germany, and they were second and third eldest brothers of nine children, three Jesus. of whom died God. in their infancy. Yeah, oh, okay. I know. Huge, huge family though. Uh-huh. 
And then their family moves to Steinau, where their father was employed as a magistrate, and they become like this prominent family in the community and resided in this large house that still mm-hmm. stands today. And it looks like picturesque fairy tale, you know, like mm-hmm. German that's white with brown trim. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. They're educated by private tutors. And then in 1796, their father dies of pneumonia, which sends the family oh, into poverty. Yeah. They had to move out of their house. They had housekeepers and household staff. They had to let them all mm-hmm. go. And they relied on financial support. Of- Is this ever after? Oh, you know, speaking of, they did have a little cameo in that. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Ever After with Drew Barrymore. Kate and I just watched it the other night, and it is as good as you remember. Just breathe. (laughs) (laughs) So they're relying on financial support from their grandpa and the mother's sister, who was the lady in waiting in the court of William I. So Mm. kind of fun. They're Mm. like court adjacent, you know? Okay. Jakob, who is now 11, he and Wilhelm, 10, have to work to just support the family. And this Mm. is me pondering. I was like, oh, maybe this is why later in life, there's a partly why they're so into these childhood stories because their childhood was cut short. Yeah. Yeah. Even though these are terrifying. Yeah, yes. Like these aren't fun. Yeah. Sometimes they're good endings, but they're still gruesome. And I'll yeah. tell you them and later. And some are just like no point. Yeah. Why did we tell that story? Yeah. What was the? I just wasted twenty minutes of my life. <laughs> right. Like no moral, just strange. Yeah. So their aunt, the lady in waiting, pays for the boys to receive an education when they're twelve and thirteen. And by then, I mean, they're like inseparable. Like these two have been inseparable forever. Mm -hmm. Besties. And Mm -hmm. we have Jakob, who is introspective. Pisces. Mm -hmm. Soft boy. Yes, soft boy. But dreamer. Major dreamer. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, probably introverted. And Mm -hmm. then we have Wilhelm, outgoing Capricorn. He's the editor. He is the one doing that shit. Mm -hmm. And they are both brilliant students obviously i mean they're mm-hmm. gonna become huge academics mm-hmm. and then this makes so much sense isn't that like, funny think, think about it pisces creative dreamer yes. like all pisces kind of like disney game of thrones you know yes like lord of the rings type like dreamy totally. other i sort see of it. things mm-hmm. and like performers and like Capricorn is the one who's like, let's buckle down and make money, okay? (laughs) We are organizing our book. We're making money. They're a little bit older now. They move on to the University of Marburg where this is so fucking annoying. They find it really (laughs) hard because they're students from a low socioeconomic background. Uh Wealthier students are receiving stipends and impoverished students can't even get financial aid. We're, we're going to give yeah. you rich kids money that you don't need, and we're mm-hmm. not even going to give aid. But instead of letting that get them down, that makes them want to work that much harder. And they form a really close relationship with their law professor, and he inspires them to study medieval German. And that's where it like Ooh. clicked for them and like takes off. Interesting. They're super into their culture and German history and like the regular people of Germany. Mm -hmm. 
I, I love a pretzel, you know, <laughs> yeah. I love a beer. Give me a Stein, a beer. Yeah. Let's, let's chat. Let's tell some stories <laughs> about like a evil stepmother throwing <laughs> her stepson out the window or like something awful. <laughs> That's what they talk about. <laughs> so little introspective Jacob becomes financially mm-hmm. responsible for the whole family in 1805 because I think by now their mother yeah. has passed away. So okay. he accepts the job in Gay Paris oh, as a research okay. assistant. Uh-huh. And then he comes back, gives up his studies to support his family who at this time don't have food to eat. That is mm-hmm. how poor okay. we're talking okay. here. And he says there were most days there was five people with food enough for three of them to eat once. Mm. Yeah, one meal a day and you're not even having like a full serving. Yeah. Oh my God. And he um, finds employment in 1808 when he was appointed to Mm -hmm. court librarian to the king of Westphalia. What a little bookworm. I know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And he, again, now is responsible for all of his younger siblings. And he pays Mm -hmm. for little Ludwig's education. Oh, and Wilhelm is of a sickly constitution. So Jacob is also paying for Wilhelm's extended visit to a hospital to seek treatments for heart and respiratory ailments. And he's like there for a while. And then Mm -hmm. he joins Jacob in Cassell and becomes a librarian. Mm-hmm. Around this time, they start to gather folk tales, and then in the years to come, they're going to start publishing, which will okay. find success-ish. We'll okay. talk about that. And this is kind of fun. So <laughs> in 1830, they both are teaching German studies at the University of Göttingen. Mm-hmm. And they, so at the time, 1830s, we have political upheaval, peasant revolt, in Germany, mm-hmm. leading oh. for like democratic reform. Okay. Yeah, which I don't know much about, to be honest. Okay. That's okay. Another time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we have Ernest Augustus, who is the king of Hanover, demanding mm-hmm. oaths of allegiance to the king. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, classic. From civil servants, which include university employees. And Jakob and Wilhelm are like, Mm-mm-mm, we're not here for that. Obviously, they're on the side of peasants and the normal yeah, people yeah, yeah. because that's who they are. That's their people. So we have a group of professors called the Gattingen Seven who protest and refuse to sign this oath. Wow. And brave. I, I think Jakob must have been more outspoken because mm-hmm. he's deported to another <gasps> area in Germany. Like they're fired, wow. deported. Okay. And so, you know, here they are again without a job. That's wild because, like, you must feel so passionate about it yes. while your whole family exactly. is, like, relying on you yeah. for food. So true. And you're like, there's a bigger picture here. Yeah. There's more at stake. It's re- remarkable. Re- like, they yeah. seem so amazing, don't they? Yeah. Just no brilliant. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brilliant, passionate. They just are all about bettering themselves, Mm -hmm. bettering other people Mm -hmm. for the regular people. I just love it. Mm -hmm. So here they are in a financial pinch, but they are continuing to work on their own private projects and are like funded by their friends, basically. Mm -hmm. So 
we're getting into close to the stories now. Okay. We, uh, it's in the 1800s, rise of romanticism. Yeah. Oh, yes. Here for it. Absolutely. Yes. Capital R, romanticism. And like, right? Yeah. <laughs> pop culture is happening. Okay. And okay. this is leading to a revived interest in fairy tales. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. And the Grimm brothers want to mm-hmm. show how united the people of Germany are. Sure. Yeah, these stories, these little household yeah. things. They start gathering their stories in 1807 from mm-hmm. lower class, from upper class. Every mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. has these stories. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Wilhelm assumed the responsibility of editing and rewriting the tales. And he okay. like polishes it to like mm-hmm. entice the bourgeois. Yeah. Because that's where the money yeah. is. Let's Who's got real. money? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And eventually he starts to like eliminate sexual elements and like adding. Okay. Lame, prude, hate it. <laughs> because people don't want it, but you'll see later okay. on, they kind of like have a way of leaving it in there, which is fun. And okay. they add more okay. Christian elements, Okay, which Lame. sucks because it takes away from. From like what it was. Right. But like originally. you need to be able to sell yeah. these things. Sex doesn't sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Hello. Unfortunately, it sells to me. You know, Jakob and Wilhelm, it does now. <laughs> so in later editions, they start thinking with children in mind because they're originally not for children, these stories. Yeah, they're terrifying. Yeah, And he had to edit out these things that people didn't like that were like, this is graphic. Mm-hmm. Greta doesn't like that. <laughs> no. Uh, Greta doesn't like that either. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, Olga, don't even run it by Olga, her. She'll no. deny it all. <laughs> so, for example, in Rapunzel, there is clearly a sexual relationship between Rapunzel and the prince that like sneaks up to see her because mm. she says mm. like, mm. "Oh, my dress is getting tighter in the stomach. She's pregnant." <gasps> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know things like that. But I'll, yeah. I'll touch. Birth control was. Like, wasn't a thing. Yeah. And so I'll obviously not all of these stories were German. There's oh, French okay. stories, whatever. And he starts sure. making things more German. Oh. Words like. <gasps> Germif- German-fying things. Okay. Like, this is like, I guess, I don't want to say French, but like more French-sounding words like prince, okay. princessin, and fief, which is fairy. He mm-hmm. changes things to like enchantress is now zaburin and wise woman is wise frau changing thing or like king sung the king's son is kongenshon so just more german sounding okay oh but the grims didn't want to like water them down too much obviously because Mm -hmm. they're like taking it seriously as academics and so they just added like a caution in the beginning oh, you know this good. is an r-rated this is already story yeah and yeah. you know like maybe don't read this one to children so which is good mm. like that's that's a good way of going about it yeah we're not trying to terrify children you know yeah and like these stories are culturally important and mm. we don't want to change them too much and mm-hmm. it's funny because they're like it proves that in the past they used fear to discipline their kids yeah. Don't do this or like the evil, don't run off into the forest. Otherwise you'll meet an evil witch and she'll eat you. Throw you in an oven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is like, <laughs> the, I guess, uh-huh. wasn't the case by the time the Grimm's were writing. So they're like, it's mm-hmm. like important to understand. It's romantic. And it's like history romance. and the evolution yeah. of parenting, which is interesting yeah. and important. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And governing by fear does not work. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The brothers thought that the style of the people, the Volk, reflected a mm. more like natural and like divinely inspired poetry that was better to like artistic poetry that was like only for academics. It was like to them, it was like artificial. They're like, that's not really storytelling. They're like, mm. we want the real stuff mm-hmm. from like the real people. Save it, conserve it. Yes, exactly. Mm. As far as their reception of their stories goes, mm-hmm. it was like lukewarm in the beginning. Mm. But then like okay. later additions would be made in their lifetime. I couldn't really glean how successful they were. Uh, apparently, people say that their collection of books have only been outsold by Shakespeare and the Bible. So like now it is like high up there, obviously. Mm. Yeah. And they also not only like made these books, but they like proved how important the study of folklore and cultural science. And they set standards for this kind of research and analysis Mm -hmm. of stories and legends and normal people and daily life, Mm -hmm. which is like my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's like what I want to hear about. Yeah. How life was. And what was important to them and what they talked about Mm -hmm. and what they liked. I said this to you the other day as like a little inkling (laughs) because you Uh you cannot talk about Germany no matter what time in history without, you know, eventually getting to the Third Reich. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, who would have thought me researching the Brothers Grimm would have led me to this? You know, comes there. Yeah. So Nazis loved Children's and Household Tales, which is the name of their book. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Because it was fostering German nationalism. Yeah, yeah. And they decreed that every household should own a copy of this book. But then, oh. <laughs> this doesn't make sense, and I don't know why they did this. Later okay. on, they banned the book for a period of time. So, like, what? Okay. Pick one. <laughs> yeah. Like, you love it yeah. and you demand everyone have it, then mm. you like say no. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. logic doesn't exist to them. Mm-hmm. Of course, we all know with Disney, when Disney got a hold of Snow White in Mm -hmm. 1937, Mm -hmm. it just took off from there. And that's why maybe all of us know these stories was because Disney got their hold of it and we love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you like, we were talking about this the other day, but what is your favorite Disney Grimm, do you think? Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella. Yeah. But, oh, Sleeping Beauty. I think so too. I actually think Little Mermaid is mine. I don't know if that technically is grim. I think that's Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, you're right. No, you're what, right. Whatever. You're I mean, right. we, let's not. Because that's in Denmark. Yes. Yeah. And I talked about <laughs> It's the same vein. Well, if anyone cares, that's my favorite <laughs> Disney princess. <laughs> Their collection of fairy tales was in its seventh edition when Wilhelm died in 1859. Mm. And by that point, the collection had grown to 211 stories and included beautiful illustrations and was just like Mm -hmm. established. I mean, obviously seven editions. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. And Jakob, who was living with Wilhelm and his wife, Mm -hmm. 
died a couple of years later in 1863. Oh my God. So they all lived together yeah. like basically forever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. I know, darling little boys. And according to bi- biographers, Jacob was deeply distraught after the loss of his brother. Yeah. They could not have been any closer. Two halves of one mm. whole. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's the story of Jakob and Wilhelm. Now I want to talk about some of their stories and the creepy endings. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fun. The fun stuff. I mean, not that that wasn't fun, <laughs> but silly fun. The um, Obviously, we know the beginning of all these stories. So I'm just going to talk about the end. Okay. So in Snow White, the, mm. I don't remember what happens in the Disney version to her, but in the- I mean, it has to be something good. <laughs> Yeah, like she gets her dress reward, but I don't remember what it is. But in the Grimm version, she attends Snow White and the Prince's wedding, and she, oh, oh, no, wait, no, she shows up to their wedding and is recognized by the Mm. prince, and he makes her dance quite literally until she drops, says the source that I got from, in a pair of red hot iron slippers. (laughs) Isn't that horrible? Honestly, burn <laughs> in hell, bitch. Gruesome. Burn in hell. Yes. Evil hag. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Now, next up, we have Cinderella, which is fucking okay. crazy. So, <laughs> she, she. I kind of remember this. She gets yeah. her happily okay. ever after, obviously. But what's left out of the Disney movie is, you know, when the prince comes to try and they have to try on the slippers. One of the Mm -hmm. sisters tries to trick the prince into believing she's his true love by Mm -hmm. cutting off her toe to fit Mm -hmm. in the shoe, Mm -hmm. and the other one cuts off her heel. Yeah. Obviously, here's this bloody stump. (laughs) Like, that's not you. (laughs) That's not, you're not her. But then, Uh so they, Cinderella and Prince, then get married, and she has Mm -hmm. her bird friends pluck out the stepsister's eyeballs as a part of the post wedding (gasps) entertainment. Oh my god, I don't remember this. That is disgusting. Like, they cut off their own feet. Like, wouldn't that be good enough for you? But yeah, nope. Pure beautiful Cinderella says, "Go fuck out their eyeballs." <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you know Cinderella is a Scorpio. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never scorn a Scorpio. And now we have our last story, Rapunzel. So okay, in you know the original story, which I've never seen Tangled, so I don't know what Disney does with this i mean you can imagine it's happy yes yeah we have mother gothel whatever she's called i think that's what she's called in disney evil enchantress speaking of a ward yes. <laughs> you know she's wardy too you know yeah. if you're an evil enchantress you have warts steer clear mm-hmm. she keeps rapunzel obviously locked up in a tower has long hair and a prince hears this beautiful voice singing and he sees her mm-hmm. and falls in love with her Mm -hmm. Climbs up her golden hair, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And Mm -hmm. um, I guess, as I said earlier, we get a little pregnancy happening. And Mm -hmm. evil enchantress finds out, cuts off Rapunzel's hair, pushes the prince out of the tower. He lands Mm. in a thorn bush and is blinded (gasps) by the impact. Yeah. And he's wandering the woods now lost blind Mm -hmm. somehow Mm -hmm. rapunzel also escapes and Mm -hmm. eventually gives birth to their twin sons 
and is singing oh. in the forest when he hears the voice, finds her. Mm-hmm. They hug. She cries. Her tears heal him, and he has sight again. <laughs> <laughs> and then they live That's happily so ever after. <laughs> you know, yay. That's yes. <laughs> like I need to end on that wow. one because it was just like what darling. a roller coaster. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, so that's just a few mm. of the fun stories by the Brothers Grimm. Yeah. Bless them. Thank you, brothers, for your work. Because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. wouldn't have any of those fun stories. Where would Disney be? I know. Childhoods would be very different. I know. Okay, Kat, mm-hmm. should I tell you my mini topic? Yes, please. Okay. So we are going to go to sunny Bavaria. Okay, and we're going to talk about the history of the beer garden. Yum. Oh, I'm thirsty. Okay, <laughs> speaking of things I want to do I when this pandemic is over. Yes. Okay, so beer gardens originated in Munich in the 19th century, and they're really common in southern Germany. They're usually attached to a brewery, beer hall, pub, or restaurant. Okay. So there's also this thing called, there's like beer gardens and then verse gardens, which are, is where only like the food only from that like pub or restaurant or whatever is sold. Otherwise you can, a beer garden free for all, you can bring your own food. You can bring your own picnic. Fun. Yeah. So that's the difference. They don't know which Munich brewery started the first beer garden, but it was, there are six of like the established breweries mm-hmm. so there's Lohenbrau, Hofbrau House, Augustiner Brau, Polliner, Hackershore, and Spotten. Okay. Which I want to go them all. Fuck with the Hackershore. Can we do like a I bar crawl? Love of vice wheat beer. Oh my god, yes. Yes. I would have one at one at each one and then be absolutely sloshed. Yeah. Sloshed. <laughs> sloshed. <laughs> sloshed. But room for pretzels. So room for pretzels. Oh, give me a soft pretzel. Yes. Give me With a, a cheese dip. or cheese. Yeah, I want a mm. grainy, grainy mustard. Of salt. No. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So what happened in order to create these beer gardens and how they originated is that fires happened when in the process of brewing beer oh. and boiling the mashed grain into wort. Okay. Okay. So. I'll explain what wort is just to get a little technical because we never do that. Wort is the liquid extracted from the mashing process and is used in beer or whiskey. Mm. And it contains like the sugars, like the good shit that like, you know, gets fermented into yeast and gives us alcohol. Thank you. Delicious. Bless. (laughs) You know, I want my own Stein. (laughs) What do you want on it? Your initials or what? I just want a vintage one. And I have a little mini boot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cute. Because Milwaukee, where we're both from, Mm -hmm. well, you're from not Milwaukee, but Wisconsin, you know, there's lots of Germans there. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, I've been- I'm German. Frequented, I frequented a beer garden here and there. You know, I've had some beers (laughs) brewed in Milwaukee before. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tangent. (laughs) Ooh, that was a big tangent. Okay, so let's go back to the, where the, you know- Wart. Okay. So because those fires happened, there were seasonal limitations on when the beer could be brewed Mm. because King Albert V ruled that a period between September 29th, which is marked by the Feast of Michael, to April 23rd, the Feast of St. George, 
for winter production of beer only. Oh. So I, I'm not familiar with either of those like celebrations, but you know, just winter basically. Okay. Limiting. Got it. Fires. Got it. Since they brewed their beer in in large quantities and sort of in advance for like, you know, the, the summer. Year. Party yeah. time. So the large breweries dug cellars on the banks of the Isar River to keep their beer cool. Oh. And beer cellars evolved for consuming beers on the premise. It's like close they by. Liked, like yeah. fresh. Yeah. It's cool. Exactly. Okay. And then to further reduce cellar temperature in the 19th century, the brewers laid gravel over the cellars mm-hmm. and planted horse chestnut trees because it was they it was known that they had dense canopies and shallow roots. Oh. So it wouldn't damage like it wouldn't go yeah. down into the cellars. Yes. And then what is lovely? A shady yes. area oh. to enjoy your cool beer. Wow. You know? What like a who that wasn't planned for and yet it happened to be no. perfect. Yeah. Oh, I can picture yeah. it. I want to be like there. All these things. I know. How so nice. Cute. So simple tables and benches were set up among the trees, creating, <gasps> you know, a garden. Stop. You can get pretzels, cheese dips, radishes, verse, <gasps> like sausages. Mm. Sauerkraut. It's, it's good to drink or it's good to eat while you drink, mm-hmm. you know. Consume you know, responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> They said it's equally important to keep the beer garden atmosphere of Gemultlichkeit, and it means conveying a feeling of warmth, friendliness, and belonging. And this is reinforced by shared tables and music and song and friendship. Oh my God. Strangers. I was like, this is making me. Oh, you were crying on the couch. That is beautiful. I was like, I can't wait to like, you know, go sit at a table with like strangers and like, it's not something I want to do all the time. (laughs) I do, you know, but like sometimes you're just like, I want to go to a beer garden and listen to polka music and And just like hang out there and feel like the breeze on my face. Yes. And you see like the little omas and opas poking (laughs) over there. How cute. (laughs) And that is the history of the German beer garden. Wow. What a delight. Mm-hmm. What an image in my eye. So cute. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I'm like mad. I want to go do that right now. I know. And in Germany, they are genius. This would never happen in the US. They made playgrounds next to beer gardens. <gasps> go play. Mom and dad are having fun. <laughs> oh my God. Cute. <laughs> you know, it's a family affair. I think it's just more like, it's just so linked to like daily life and families. How nice. You know. Oh my God, that was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Kate, do you have a recommendation for me? Okay, so I actually wanted to keep it in Germany. Mm-hmm. I am recommending the show Dark. <gasps> yes, I haven't seen that. Okay, but I will say it is one of those shows that you have to pay attention. You cannot be on your phone. Got it. Like there are kind of like supernatural elements. Okay. So like if you're not into that gen, don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you call it gen a lot. Gen. Oh, gen. Gen is not here for my recommendations. <laughs> it's just so fun. But the only thing is like it's super confusing. So it's okay. sort of like let it happen. Got it. Like let it go. Okay. But other than that, it's really interesting and it's very good and it's just dark okay yeah (laughs) 
Uh-huh. Dark is dark. <laughs> what about you? What about, yeah. I have a recipe. It has nothing to do with Germany. Sorry, mm. everyone. I have been craving this pesto that I made probably a year ago, <gasps> like last spring. I got it from Pia and Davide Barancini, mm. and it's their mm-hmm. Sicilian pesto, which I never yeah. heard of it before. But if you Google Sicilian mm-hmm. pesto, you'll see other recipes. And it is, it's a red pesto, everyone. You tried it too. Yum. You made it, right? I made it. Yeah, oh yeah definitely. Tomato. Lots of dairy. Ricotta. So. I mean, if you're like. Yeah, dairy you know. doesn't affect me. Yeah. I'm like, I can eat it and eat more of it. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. you know, I don't live without dairy, but yeah. should I? Probably. <laughs> it is tomato, almond, ricotta, parmesan, basil, basil olive oil, uh-huh. salt and pepper. And oh my God. God, it is so good. It's the ricotta that makes it like over the top. Over the top. Unreal. Amazing. Yes. And mm-hmm. and it makes a lot. And I think I froze. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did too. Highly recommend look up Sicilian mm-hmm. pesto, especially. I mean, I'm craving it now, but it's like obviously do it when tomatoes are in prime season. Mm. Oh my God. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm wanting it and I might just like have to make it soon, regardless of yeah. tomato time. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, should I end with a word of the day? Please. Okay, so I am not cheating, <laughs> but I am being a little naughty <gasps> and doing a swear word. Oh, sassy, naughty okay, girl. So our w- word of the day is shisa. Shisa. What's that? Shit? Which means shit or crap. When I put it into Google Translate, uh-huh. It said crap. And I was like, that is a lie. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> That's good. That's like satisfying. So I wanted, I know. Shaisa. So I wanted to use this word because it has an as set. Oh, I'm going to butcher that word. Sorry. But it's the letter that looks like a B in German. Oh, the capital B. You know? Yes. Like a little um, wiggly. So it's only, <laughs> yes, it's only used in German and it can be replaced with SS. So it, oh. it literally just means like scheisse. Yeah. And if the characters are capitalized, then you do SS. Oh, that's like the, okay. Yeah. Good. Good to know. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you. Scheisse. I want to go to a beer garden yeah. and I can't. Scheisse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, right, everyone, thank you so much thank for you listening. So much, <laughs> our fairy tale, folk tale, grim, you know, cuties. Yes, bless, bless. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone, enjoy right, a beer everyone. today. Go right. get yourself a beer. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, everyone, thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. A few to same. Ciao. Bye. Ciao.